You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here for the second half of the first hour with Robert Satter, who is the Development Director for the Rapid City Catholic School System. And our little segment today, we're calling Gold in the Hills, and I really do believe that uh, this is another little gold nugget. Uh, Robert's work is really amazing, what he does for the Catholic school system. So welcome, Robert. Thank you, Kathy. Happy to be here this morning. Well, great. Would you give our listeners, Robert, just a little snapshot about you? Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm originally uh, from Lemon, South Dakota. Uh, My family moved when I was three months old uh, down to Rapid City. Um, And so uh, uh, many siblings in the family came from a large family. I'm the youngest of six. Um, And basically, I uh, started off uh, going to perpetual help when I entered the age of school. Uh And um, kindergarten all the way through eighth grade at perpetual help uh, elementary school. And then uh, went to St. Martin's here where we are today uh, for four years, my ninth grade through twelfth grade year. So have a lot of experience in Catholic education, have a lot of fond memories of being involved in Catholic education. Um, Catholic education was very important to my parents. Uh, all of us went to Catholic schools yes. if we could. Even when they were in Lemon, they went to the Catholic school there. Uh, and so ended up going into teaching myself. Uh, basically, when I went to USD, got a BS in, in uh, education, uh, started off in the classroom out at Douglas. I uh, was a fifth oh, yeah. grade teacher for a number of years and uh, got interested in, in business and ended up uh, buying a Sylvan Learning Center franchise oh. uh, in Phoenix. So moved the family to Phoenix for about uh, just a little under 20 years. And then um, it was kind of a strange thing. Wasn't looking to move back to Rapid, even though Rapid was my home. Um, was back actually doing some things for the Sylvan here in town that my wife and I owned. Yes. And I was in church, and I was looking at the bulletin. And <laughs> in the bulletin, there was a listing for a development director job for the schools. And I thought, wow, that would be really interesting, I bet. Kind of and, like the perfect job. <laughs> exactly. Well, in fact, in the email that I sent to Barb Honeycutt, because at that time, she was the superintendent. Yes. And I was actually talking to her about... Um, ACT prep and uh, was seeing how we could maybe get involved and help the kids prepare for the ACT as they're getting ready to go to college. And uh, I told her in an email, I said, wow, I said, uh, this looks like a very interesting position. And I said, maybe someday I can can come back and take this. Well, one thing led to another and phone calls were made and Dave Hollenbeck got involved. And I've known Dave Dave since high school. Yeah, when he was was at Edgemont and I was at St. Martin's and we would compete on the basketball floor. And so anyway, (laughs) I'm starting to get texts from Dave and things like that. And Dave, through the years, when he would bring his boys down for uh, the ASU team camp, would stay at my house. And so... I watched St. Thomas More develop and grow, and I watched St. Elizabeth Seton develop and grow in the middle school and all those things. So even though I was from a, a distance, yeah. I still had an affinity for the schools because that had meant so much to me. Yes. Um, so anyway, between Barb and Dave, long story short, I ended up uh, taking a, a job that I wasn't planning on taking. <laughs> um, but it's been a blessing, and it's been, it's, been, it's been fun. I mean, there is never a time where I've been uh, um, you know, disappointed or, or upset that we made that move. And probably the biggest thing, is that I have three kids. My two older um, didn't get to experience a Catholic education. Uh, Phoenix was so big and the distance to get to a school, you know, hour and a half one way, it just wasn't feasible in the valley. But my youngest, Abby, uh, she came, obviously, with us, uh, started as a second grader out here at Seton, 
and uh, she has just flourished. I mean, it has been a blessing for her How to wonderful. be able to experience what my wife and I were able to experience uh, all those years uh, at Perpetual Help and then on to St. Martin's. And so that part has been probably even, be- you know, the best thing ever uh, in terms of, of what we've been able to do. Well, you know, and Robert, I just love when we were talking the other day that we had that commonality of a bulletin announcement <laughs> is what I also was in the same spot as you, not yeah. looking for work. Yeah. And, but the bulletin announcement. But I swear it could have just been highlighted. It popped out at me. Yeah, no, I seriously, I sat there <laughs> we and, and, and I, I, I sometimes joke that Father Brian's sermon was probably not very uh, interesting that morning or whatever. And I'm, I'm thumb the through the, thumbing oh. through the bulletin, and in the back there, there's it's like, wow, that really, I, you know, I could maybe do that. And and so anyway, long story short. I ended up taking the job. It was kind of a strange time. Their development director left for another position, but I started in February. So I kind of oh, came in mid-year, a mid-year yeah. and hit the ground running, and, and the rest is history. So I'll be, it'll be nine, nine years this February that I've been back. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And it is so, it's so great when God leads us to positions that are a perfect fit. And yet for you, I kind of look at that call that he did. I mean, you had a thriving business. Yeah. That was a, that was a big leap of faith you know, that it, you made. It, 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 and it was, and it was a lot of, you know, my wife and I talked a lot about it and, um, it was really, I think just an opportune time for this, this change in my life. Um, and it was also something I, I, you know, I look back on my years, uh, and especially the four years out at St. Martin's with the sisters, I have such fond memories of those times and I have such, uh, uh, I mean, good for, I mean, my best friends are still from high school and uh, to be able to help and support and nurture that and keep that tradition going for other kids and other families to experience. um, I thought this was my chance to do something like that and maybe give a little bit back. I know that's kind of a a trite, you know, term, but uh, it it was my chance to maybe come back and and do something and at least, you know, help uh, in some small part in in making sure that that uh, Catholic opportunity for education is, is around. You know, I think for all of us who work in various church-related, church-school-related ministries, it's probably about half volunteer work. (laughs) And we love it, and we're dedicated, which is is wonderful. So it's perfect fit for you, Robert. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, Robert, I'd love to hear some of you've got some great events coming up. Yes, yes, we actually do. We have the Cavalier coming up. Um, and for those that maybe aren't familiar with the Cavalier, um, Mayfest obviously has a, was around for a long time. It was all the way back in 1981, I believe, when Mayfest started actually out here at St. Martin's and then at the time Perpetual Help. Um, and what we've done over these last two years is we've, and, and was, uh, the pause of COVID kind of forced yes. this change. Um, and so that was probably one of the only good things for COVID when it came to uh, us as we were able to kind of stop and look at that event. But anyway, so we, we transitioned it to the fall. It used to be in May. Now it's in, in September. Uh, gave it a new name. But the idea here behind it is to uh, have a whole week of celebration of Catholic education. And so what we're hoping to do over these next couple of years is really turning it into an all-school reunion for Cathedral High graduates, St. Martin's graduates, St. Thomas More graduates, but give them a destination to come back and be able to celebrate their time with us. And so we have a uh, live event on uh, September the 9th. It's the um, dinner live auction and our Hall of Fame inductions. Um, and so that will be held at the, uh, the monument now at LaCroix Hall. 
Uh, and so that will start at 6 o'clock. And so that evening is a little bit shorter now. We don't have the silent auction that we used to. We actually do that online in November. So we still have that, but we do it a little bit later. Um, and then we have um, the Hall of Fame inductions. That's a new addition to the Cavalier. And last year we had our first group of inductees. Uh, so that was exciting. We had four uh, groups go in. And this year we have two. Um, and so we're excited. It's a, it's a fun night. It's all about, you know, like I said, celebrating Catholic education, the tradition, uh, recognizing those folks that have done so much for our schools over the years. That's the whole idea behind the Hall of Fame. Uh, and just welcoming those families back to celebrate what their uh, contributions have been. Um, and then also uh, a way for us to raise money that's obviously needed uh, for yes. our school budget. Um, it helps greatly with our general budget. It's one of our biggest general budget fundraisers of the year. Um, but as you know, being in, 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 in the field, in the field <laughs> um, you know, money is, is always needed. Uh, you know, we are you know, comes in two ways for us. It comes in either through tuition or it comes through fundraising. So um, we've got to just do our best on both parts yes. and, and get our budgets to balance that way. Right. And so you listeners out there who have a heart for the Catholic school system, um, listen up and, and come on over to this event. I'm, I'm also just thrilled, Robert, that you're kind of coordinating it to get a lump. Yes, to come back, and not just locals. That's yeah, beautiful. it's 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 been and it's been that's been a goal of ours for a long time. Yeah. I and mean, we have such a rich history when it comes to the Catholic education side of things. Uh, you know, like I said, starting with St. Martin's and, and Cathedral High School and and St. Uh, and St. Thomas More. Um, you know, the idea to bring all those folks back because they all have a great story um, yes. and, and and they all have uh, you know wonderful memories of their time uh, spent in the schools. And so it's just a nice way for everyone to gather and and like I said, celebrate Catholic education is the idea behind. And so if people are interested in attending, uh, you can go to thecavalier.org. Uh, you can buy uh, your tickets directly from there. If you can't make it, you can make a direct donation through that website as well. Um, but this is open to anybody and everybody. We, we really encourage the community to come and, and be involved. And we've got a lot of great uh, community supporters that have made donations for auction items and, and so on. So um, we're, we're very grateful to all of those folks. We've got wonderful volunteers. We've got a lot of moms and dads that are, uh, have kids currently in the system that are supporting it. And, uh, it's, and so it's a, it's a real fun night. That sounds wonderful. I, I'm right now, Robert, thinking I've, I've got a grade school group from the old Perpetual Help School and, and RPR. We have a table. I might have to bring some of those grade schools. That would be great. That so, would be great. So, Melanie, Susan, all of you <laughs> out there, uh, well, let's get a table together and have some fun. That is wonderful. So you also, Robert, talked about the Hall of Fame inductees. Do you want to introduce us to who those are? Absolutely. This so this year uh, we are uh, inducting the Sisters of St. Martin's as a, as a group or an organization, and we also are inducting uh, Jackie Duhamel. Uh, Jackie Duhamel was a longtime teacher uh, at St. Martin's. In fact, I had her for all four years of high school. And then when uh, St. Martin's closed in uh, 1991, Jackie continued on and taught at St. Thomas More. Uh, and so uh, both of those uh, are very, very well-deserved, long overdue in terms of the recognition. In fact, I was uh, got their, their bios for the program the other day. I got it from the, the sisters themselves. 
and from Jackie's family. And just reading through it, um, just again, their, their commitment to, to not only uh, God and Jesus and, and supporting the Catholic faith, yeah. but their commitment to kids and their, their, their service um, is outstanding. Uh, some of the stories of the sisters and, and what they went through when they arrived in 1889, um, one of the things I remember reading was that they, they didn't have a place. They had no place to go. So they actually stayed uh, for, I think, their first seven, eight months, they stayed in an abandoned tavern in Sturgis. I had heard that and, story. And, and, the, and the tavern was so old and tattered that they joked that they actually had to sit inside the tavern, and they, when it would rain, they'd have umbrellas because the roof would leak so bad. Uh, the sisters are in there with their, their umbrellas, and they would joke about it. Um, but again, those, those are the stories and things and the history side of things. And, and I, again, I look at the, the sisters of what they've done out here, um, just, again, that spirit of, of service and giving and, and serving others. It's a remarkable. It is absolutely phenomenal. And, and we're both blessed to have had that experience. I only went to St. Martin's for a year in high school, but it was an incredibly blessed yeah. experience. And, and listeners, stay with us. We are going to talk a little bit more about the Sisters of St. Martin's when we come back here on Real Presence Live. So stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here at Terrasanta Retreat Center in beautiful Rapid City, South Dakota. 
Our topic today is, I'm calling it gold in the hills, the nuggets of God's goodness in the heart of the hills. So we are talking with Robert Satter, who is development director at the Rapid City Catholic School System. And Robert, we were just talking about the Sisters of St. Martin's, who are going to be your inductees in the Hall of Fame, and, and also about Jackie Duhamel. But you were telling some fun historical stories of the sisters, so I would like to hear more of that. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, incredible history. I think I had mentioned before when they arrived, they ended up staying in an old tavern. The other interesting thing I learned uh, from the sisters is within 10 days of their arrival in Sturgis, uh, they were actually able to establish a summer school program. So, I mean, yes, I mean, (laughs) they're they're impressive. Yeah, they're very impressive in terms of their turnaround. In fact, I believe they had, uh, it was 31 students, I think, were enrolled in the program, uh, so wow. which was very successful, I think, for that time. Um, and so it was, a, again, an amazing, you know, turnaround in terms of their arrival and getting, you know, hitting the ground running, I guess you could say. Yes. They were there and, and ready to go. You know, I was just thinking about that for a minute and, and thinking of it in light of the story you told about how you were called to come to Rapid City. And, you know, just think of the, the call of the Lord that was behind them coming from, weren't they like from Switzerland? Switzerland, yeah. Yeah, and, and to, in those times, in the late 1800s, to travel to the United States. I mean, well, not like our travel today. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and, it, and you know, at the time, it's kind of the wild, wild west still, yes, you know, as yes. far as, as coming to, a, and they you know, obviously didn't have money, uh, and so everything they right. did is, you know, through sure. donation, generosity of others, and then just their hard work, uh, which is, is absolutely amazing when you think about it. So, um, yeah, some other interesting things. Um, you know, obviously, as they grew uh, in the in the numbers, um, they then opened a school and a convent, and then the chapel was built, and so they had you know a campus there in in, in Sturgis, in Sturgis. Right. Uh, and so we were operating there for a number of years. And at that time, obviously, it was it was co-ed; it was both boys and girls were attending at that time. Um, and then, um, funny story, or not a funny story, but an interesting story: when they purchased the land here where we are today, the intent was uh, for the sisters to actually build a college. It was going to be a. It was going to be a, a, a college for for kids, and they changed the kind of the focus and decided this would be a good place for them to establish a new convent and open an, you know again another uh, facility because it kind of outgrew the one in Sturgis, and so I believe it was 1962, 1963. This campus opened up here. At that time, it was all girls. Uh, yes. They had the dorms, and then uh, obviously the beautiful chapel and the campus that we are at today, and then it was. Mid-70s, I think they kind of shifted again a little bit, and then it became co-ed. Uh, and so thankfully f- for that, because I wouldn't have been for able you. to go, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yes. I, I arrived on the scene in, in 1984. But, um, yeah, again, it's just, it just was all girls. It was all girls, when yeah. Did, when I did the one year I did, my yeah. parents let me choose after that one year. And, oh, I, I had such a good time. I almost stayed, but those boys in the high school, they... <laughs> They drew me. Yeah, no, it, it uh, and it's amazing too. At the time with the dorms, I mean, they had kids from Montana and Wyoming yes, and Nebraska because yes. we have all the old yearbooks, and it was amazing because they list by the the girls' pictures, you know, where they were from, and there were far more girls out of state than there were even local girls that were attending. At least it seemed that way when I was going through the yearbooks, and so I mean, they were drawing from all over the Midwest, uh, you know, kids coming in and, and spending 
their time and, and, and yes. getting their education here. Uh, so again, a, another wonderful you know thing that the sisters did and, and provided a service that was very valuable. And then even when the dorms closed, um, the sisters actually opened it up to students from Mexico. Uh, some girls would come up and they would get immersed in the culture and uh, learn the language a little bit better their junior and senior year before they'd go to university here in the States. And so I think they stopped doing that in the early 80s, but for a while there, there were a lot of uh, girls, foreign exchange students, that came up from Mexico and, and then were able to go ahead and experience and, and get some, you know, a little bit of taste of the, uh, the country before they, they came to school here. Yeah, I had forgotten that they did that. And, and I, you know, my own aunt started a daycare mm-hmm. at one point, Sister Carol, yep. you know, and, and has, she still has marvelous connections with families and kids who are, you know, now getting grown up. Yeah. She, S- Sister, Sister Carol right was there. my computer teacher. So. Oh, she was. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Well, it's just so fun. I mean, you know, Sister Joan, Sister Carol, Sister David, Sister Daniel, yes. uh, Sister Consuelo, um, Sister Margaret, you know, she taught, I think it was, I was third or fourth grade at Perpetual Help. So, I mean, I, I've got such vivid memories of, of the sisters and, and, like I said, all the different things that they did for us kids. It was, it was amazing. You know, I, I truly think, Robert, I mean, both our experiences are both so positive, but I really believe the Sisters of St. Martin's are have been a huge treasure for us here in the hills. And I, I just want to acknowledge um, acknowledge the gift that they yeah. have well, given and, us. And speaking so of gifts, you know, when they decided to close, you know, obviously yes. that had to be a, a, I can't even imagine, you know, going through that struggle and them having to, you know, make that decision. Um, but even with them closing and then generosity, uh, again, from the sisters, you know, selling to the diocese and selling to the school system, uh, this campus. Um, and yeah. again, I, I don't know the full story, but I've been told, you know, they sold it for less than what they actually had built it for. Um, and so, again, the sisters, you know, wanting to continue that tradition of education and servicing others and things like that, I think that came through in, 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 their, in their generosity. Yes. Um, because without them, you know, we wouldn't have this campus. We wouldn't have the retreat center. Um, you know, Good Sam next door wouldn't have the facility that they have for helping the, the older folks. And so um, it, it's a blessing that continues to give. Uh, and, and, again, without them, we wouldn't be in this, in this position. Yeah, it's an, an, just an incredible, incredible gift. Their, their legacy just keeps going and going and going and, and will uh, for years and years. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited, you know, uh, they, they're going to be down there that night. Um, I don't know how many of them will be able to, to come down, but we have offered to, to have them all join and have a big table. And so um, we're excited for that night. Like I said, it's long overdue. should have happened a long time ago. Um, and, uh, and they need to be celebrated. And so that's, uh, that's one of the big reasons why we want to go ahead and get them into the Hall of Fame here this year is, is to thank them, is to just simply thank them and, and, and be very appreciative for what they've done for so many people. Yes, I'm. I'm so glad. That and and same, you know, same with Jackie. You know, Jackie was a, an amazing teacher. Um, like I said, she started. I think here, you know, she was a teacher. I think in St. Louis uh, when her family was very young, and then I think uh, Bill ended up going out to Stanford to get his MBA or something like that. And so as the family grew, she was no longer able to teach. And then when her kids got old enough, uh, she got back into the teaching profession. So she started, I think, at St. Martin's in 1983, and so I came on in 1984. But she was our government teacher, our economics teacher, our geography teacher. Oh our, yeah, I mean, she was uh, psychology, <laughs> sociology. Uh, she did it all. And, and Jackie was, she was a hard teacher. She expected a lot out of you. Uh, but in turn, though, she was always there for you. Um, you know, she'd, she'd challenge you and, and she had expectations that were high. And, and yes. she held you to those, uh, into, to those standards. And one thing about Jackie, she didn't like multiple choice tests. I remember... <laughs> 
very, very distinctly in her class. Uh, it was always essays, and it was hard because uh, she could get more out of you, I think, or yes. she could truly see if you knew the oh, content yes. or the curriculum uh, by an essay versus just filling in a bubble oh, sheet of oh. getting either A, B, C, or D. But I always just remember her walking around with stacks of papers because she was correcting all oh, these essays God. all the time. And yeah. that was one of the things in her bio from her family that uh, they mentioned they is at home. Yeah, <laughs> they remember yep. the stacks. They remember the stacks of paper, and they remember doing all those kind of things. And so, uh, but Jackie, I mean, again, just was uh, all the right reasons. I mean, just about the kids, and yeah. again, in, in yeah. the in the situation out with, uh, out here at St. Martin's. Um, touched so many different lives with, with kids and then continued that. Like I said, when the school closed, she picked right up and, and they started at the basement at National College. They didn't even have a school oh. to teach in. So that's another amazing story when you think about it. Um, you know, our, our school closed here in May of 91. And by the time August rolled around of 91, that fall of 91, they had a fully accredited high school in the basement of National College. Um, and that was a lot of, of Dick Thompson uh, oh, and... Yes. He actually went into our Hall of Fame last year. And then uh, Bishop Chaput was a huge advocate of Catholic education. And uh, they were able to turn that around in three months. And now, they had a full-blown high school in the basement over there. So I, I did not know that. Yeah, no, it that was quick. Was it was very quick. But, you know, all those teachers, you know, Jackie being one of them, um, you know, was a, a very bi a big advocate for wanting to keep that tradition of, of Catholic education going. And so, again, a great deal of, of gratitude uh, for all those families that did that. But uh, Jackie and the Duhamel family as a whole was a, a big, uh, you know, proponent of getting that high school open again. Wow, that's that's amazing. So great inductees this yes, year. Yes, very, very yes. good. There are only two this year, but uh, very, very deserving and, like I said, long overdue. Yeah. And Robert, you have also hosted some class reunions. Yes, that? that that is probably one of the more enjoyable parts of my job. Um, is that, yes, is that part because we had just this last summer we had the class from Cathedral uh, 1955. Oh. Yep, they came back. This was their 67th reunion, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Um, we had uh, a small group uh, of St. Martins, and we actually met them in Sturgis, and we actually had it at the chapel there. Uh, that group was from 1957 to about 1962, I think, before the school moved. And then we had the very, very first graduating class of St. Thomas More. So that class of 1991, uh, came, or 1992, uh, came back. In fact, they, it was interesting with them. They never stepped foot in our high school today. They were seniors or juniors out here at St. Martin's, oh. and then they were in that basement of National College oh. that first year. So many of them had never stepped foot in our campus that we have today. Oh. Um, so we had all three of those reunions back, and it was it was very fun. Uh, a lot of stories, a lot of memories. Um, and and that's the one thing I'll say about these classes. It doesn't matter if you were Cathedral, doesn't matter if you were St. Martin's, doesn't matter if you were uh, St. Thomas More. Um, it's a family. I mean, that's, that's yes. the common thread that runs through all of it. I mean, yes, the education and the faith and, and all those things are exceedingly important. Yes. But these people are family. They know their grandkids and their grandkids' grandkids. And, this, and I was at this wedding. And, I mean, they, it's, it's amazing. And I think that's part of Catholic education is, I think, that, that community and that, that sense of family. And I think yeah. a lot of that is, is instilled in those kids. And that's where we are. You know, and, and Robert, that that alone makes everything you do worthwhile, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It, it really does. 
Yeah, it's absolutely. So grateful to have had you on today. Oh, it's just been it's just been a marvelous a marvelous hearing more more about what you do and and kind of the fun story of your own call yeah. to this position. It's like it's amazing how God moves. So just wishing you all the best in that upcoming event at the Cavalier. Which again, you want to give that yes, date Sept- and time, yep, September the ninth. Uh, we're going to be at the Monument Lacroix Hall uh, starting at six o'clock. Uh, the cavalier.org is where you can get your tickets. Um, and like I said, we're, we're open to anybody and everybody that just wants to celebrate and have fun that night and, and help support us financially with the, uh, the dollars, obviously, that come in are very important to us. Um, but we would love to have uh, a, a nice full room and, and celebrate the sisters and celebrate Jackie Duhamel and uh, just have a good night. Great. Thank you, Robert, so much. Thank you. Listeners, stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We've got a great second half coming.